everybody. Welcome to the Primo Podcast, where content is king and the struggle is real. I'm Zach Hayes, and I'm here with my brother, Phil Hayes. Hello, (laughs) y'all. Welcome to the show. Today, we're going to give you the five lessons that we've learned so that you don't have to. So let's learn from our mistakes here and just kind of dive into it. Phil, I sent you this list the other day. It's like, let's, let's break it down for everybody so they can kind of see that, you know, they're either going to be very familiar with these struggles. It's stuff that they've encountered as well, or, or it's going to be something that we're trying to give out as a, as advice to kind of say, Hey, we'll make these mistakes for you. We've learned them already and we've, we've changed. So maybe it's going to be interesting for the people out there to hear a little bit of that. Right. And I think the first one we want to talk about was just, um, that employees are not always going to be around. Yeah. I like to call it people don't last forever, but systems do as a small business. Uh, and especially, you know, a lot of our jobs are entry level or, you know, just the landscape of today's employment. Uh, you've got people who are constantly job jumping and, you know, they're leaving for an extra buck and you can't always pay people the extra dollar or two they need for the job that they, uh, they have. So what you need to do is have a really good system in place so that anybody can just jump in. And that's something we're kind of learning uh, as time goes on because gosh, how many people have come and gone through the years where it's just like, you know, we're scrambling to fill those positions. Um, And I think more so for you guys at the warehouse than us here at retail, it's a little bit of a struggle. But uh, why don't you talk about some of the things you guys do? Okay, so over at the warehouse, I mean, it's hot over there. It's nasty work. You get sweaty, you get gross. Um, There is a lot of turnover. I mean, people sometimes I don't think are prepared for uh, what's coming. And I mean, that's something we learned the hard way, like we said, is when we had Ryan, the previous guy that was here running the shop, um, when he left, there was a lot of things that we didn't, we were kind of lost. We didn't know what to do. You didn't even know they were done sometimes. No. They were just things that like, oh, oh, we have to do this too. This was done before we got into the store. And, and that was, you know, that's something where now you're not just learning from scratch, but you're trying to figure out how do I teach other people to do this? Cause I don't even know how to do it. Oh, we were in deep trouble. And I mean, you know, things like that, you have to have a system in place. If you don't have a system in place, like you said, the employees aren't there forever. When somebody leaves, you need to be able to have somebody else come in and show them what to do. If you have that system in place, you can bring anybody off the street and they'll know what to do. So what kind, what are we doing training wise to get people in there? Is it just, is it forms? Is it a uh, 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 training process? Because those training processes, they take a long time to implement and get in place. So what do you do when you're scrambling and still trying to get the work done for the day? And then wait, I've got to now train a new employee who doesn't know anything about this process, knowing that you may then have to train their replacement another six months from now. Yeah. And you, it, it really does stink sometimes, but you have to take the time out to show them exactly what to do. I've done that in the past where I've tried to kind of delegate that down to somebody else and have them show them the process. And it happened a few different times where we ended up running into issues where the process wasn't shown correctly. And you have to, you have to stick to your guns with it. You have to say, I'm going to take charge of this and I'm going to show this person the proper way to do this. Not, not the shortcut way. 
Right. And I think a lot of the times it, it boils down to patience on, you know, our end as sure. the the teacher or the, the, the person responsible for training these people, because it's second nature to us. I mean, you know, when you've been doing it for 10, 15 years, obviously, you know, it like the back of your hand, you live this stuff. And the person coming in off the street does not even know where the job begins from where it ends, you no. know? So how do you look at that and say, you know what? I have to be patient with these people. They're learning a new task. We can't just give up on them right away. And I think that's what happens sometimes is, you know, you, you kind of rush through it. And then by the time, uh, you know, you think they're, they're, they're okay leaving them on their own. It's like, well, I didn't really cover everything. It really falls on us as, as the manager or, uh, the person doing the program management to where we didn't, we didn't successfully train these people to be able to be successful within our organization. And that comes up a lot where like things to you and I, it's like muscle memory. It's like you go and you're going, you start like washing screens, for example. It's something where you can, I can easily skip over a step. You could literally do it though with your eyes closed at this point. For sure. I could do it with my eyes closed. I've been doing it for years and years and years, just like you with anything over here at the retail end of things. But if you skip that process, if you take the shortcuts and show them the quick way to do it, you'll realize real quick that things aren't going to get done the right way. And Phil, that's one of those things where the, you know, knowing that your training process is now a muscle memory, like nothing else. I mean, you start to do it so often that right. it, it does become a natural thing. And you know, the things that you may have not been mentioning before that, you know, oh, I remember last time I trained this guy, I forgot to tell him X, Y, Z. And now you've learned from your own mistakes for what training methods work for you and which ones don't. I think the biggest thing in my position over here is just the the one-on-one touch with the customer. I mean, they are so used to me being the guy that they, sure, yeah. they deal with that they they don't like change. And when it takes a little bit longer to get an answer because the person is new, that's when, you know, the customer starts to grow a little impatient with the trainee, but they understand this. It's, it's, a process. It's, it's a process. And as long as, you know, you're still, you know, making that connection saying, don't worry, I'll, I'll get back to you on this. Just let me work it up. You know, cause I can't spend every waking moment dealing with, um, you know, working one-on-one with a customer because there's right. a lot that goes on behind the scenes that people don't realize there's a lot of moving parts here. And, you know, customer interaction is just one part of it, but it's that beginning part of it. It's that, um, it's, it's that it's one of the most important parts of the process and it's better. So in that situation, I've kind of, you know, existing clients, I'll take care of them. New clients, you can start working with, with them. And that way they only know you, they don't necessarily know me and they're, they're comfortable with you just as they would be working with me. But it's, it's knowing who your existing clients are, even being completely open and transparent with them and saying, okay, Kelly's our new hire. Christina's our new hire. Jess is our new hire. They're going to be working with you from here on out. But, you know, I'll be more than happy if, they, you know, here's my email address. Contact me directly if you have anything you want me to work on for you. Um, that way, there's no confusion when they walk in the door. And I think that's one of the biggest things is just being honest with the customer. If they're getting a different type of service than they're used to in the past and they're in the dark on it, they have no idea why it's taking another extra day or two to get their emails back. They're going to be upset, of course, but 
people are usually pretty understanding when they tell when you tell them what's going on. Right, right. They 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 understand it. They, you know, it's that everybody that's has a job. You don't and people move jobs and people move positions. So you know when when you start to think about that with your your person you're hiring or the person that you're working with in your organization, you got to think, okay, what can I do to make them successful? And we've definitely fallen short on that with with some people sure, in yeah. the past. And, you know, there's other people who just, they know going into it, they're only going to be here for six months or only, they're not going to be here any longer than a year. Very few positions we have here are, you know, lifelong positions. There's a few of them. Mm -hmm. People can make careers out of, out of, uh, um, out of these positions if they, if they work hard and move up the ladder, but, uh, it's not going to be for everybody. So put no. those systems in place, uh, get the people in the door and give them a reason to stay. Cause if they feel like they're going to be successful, they're going to enjoy the job more and they're going to want to put their best foot forward. For sure. Definitely. And I think that's the biggest thing to keep in mind too, is that you are a teacher of your craft. You have to, you have to look at it that way. You have to look to be patient, teach everybody what to do and delegate. That's the big delegate thing. is very important. Um, okay. So another lesson we've learned is that no outside company can put the same mark on your social media as you can. And this might work for the big corporations where it's like, I'm just going to hire a group of interns and, and we're going to just put a whole lot of money into our social media, uh, do the Facebook ads, do the Google ads, do everything just to get your name out there. And you can have six people running the same account. Now, from a small business standpoint, when you're hiring an outside company, what I've really, what I've really seen is, cause we've done this before. We spent a lot of money on our social media, trying to get stuff out there, um, for advertising on Facebook and other outlets. I spend more time trying to convey my message to them than actually, uh, than it would actually take me to just man up and do it my, myself, spend that extra hour in the morning, spend that extra hour before I go home and put my own personal stamp on it because no matter how much you explain it to them, it still doesn't come through the same way as a genuine voice from your company putting out your uh, uh, messaging to your entire audience. It's, it's not, it's your vision. It's not their vision. And I think people out there are very smart. You can, you can smell rap from a mile away. <laughs> I, when I see one of those like, uh, generated websites that, you know, it's kind of like very generic and fly stuff. by night kind yeah. of thing. They just it, popped it up. When you see that, you know it. And when I see Your that spidey sense starts tingling, it does, it starts tingling and you go, I don't like this. This website doesn't, something doesn't look right to me. And it is, it's tough. It's a big waste of time at the end of the day, if you're not getting what you want out of it. And it's one thing to just throw the stuff out there on, on social media and see what sticks. I think you do kind of have to do that and you right. have to be patient, but to think that there's just this, I'm going to throw 500 bucks a month at this company so that they can, and they always, they spin it as I had a really bad experience with one and I'm still going through it where literally we're spending hundreds of dollars and they're like, oh, well, you've got engagement. Look, I said, yeah, but all it's showing me is that this is in front of X amount of people and they see it. They scroll through it. Nobody's telling me, you know, what accounts those are. Are these robot accounts? Then they are these real well people? Be. Are these people that are even targeted? You're not showing me any results that say it's hitting in the demographic you're looking for. Give me that data. And they don't give it to you. It's, it seems like a scam and it seems like they, they sell you on this promise. Oh yeah. 
and it literally hundreds of dollars to generate like two or three sales. And it's not with all, you know, companies like that, but I think a lot of times it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. It's a lot of flash Absolutely. And stuff. I think that's what all of that stuff out there nowadays is. It very they, well they, could they be. They talk about the, these, these, uh, you know, the data collection and everything else like that. And it's like, people want to make it look like there's so many people who are either on this platform or on the using these apps or using this way of, of searching. And in reality, a lot of that are just, you know, fake accounts. I mean, it's people who, you know, we, yeah. we used to do the same thing even with, uh, you know, to get followers on Instagram, just to make it look like we had some, some, some clout or some online presence. We were just getting, it was basically like robots that were just following us. So we right. could get our count up. And I mean, that's what you have to do to be noticed because people don't want to work with a company that has 10 followers on Instagram. You know, they want to see that you're legitimate. Um, so it's like, it's, we, it's this weird world we're living in where nobody completely understands it. We just, we just know that the data is out there and that we're supposed to be, uh, trying to gather the biggest audience that we can. And that's really all it boils down to a lot of these companies, it's not based off the products they sell. It's not based off this and that. It's it's how many people are actively visiting your site. How many people are using your um, your services uh, that they, they find you as far as social media followers and everything else like that. It's like, it's not, they, they're not necessarily re real customers, but they're placing no. their value on that. And as a small business, I'm telling you, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It's got to be organic. It's got to be authentic. And you have to be really direct on your targeted uh, messaging. And that's how you're going to be successful. You're better off having 10 genuine engagements with followers who, who love your company than having hundreds of likes and it doesn't translate to sales. With a, you're having conversations with a robot at that point. So put in the extra work, right. put in the extra work, make it specific for you. And you're going to save yourself a whole lot of money in the long run. That's, I can guarantee that. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, and then our next topic is going to, number three would be the blame game. <laughs> and this, this used to get, this used to be a lot worse within our organization than for it sure. is now. It was and it always boils down to, you know, I think accountability, you know, we, we like to say, um, you know, don't blame others. The responsibility lies with the team. And we get a lot of internal blame going on when somebody's order isn't done. And, uh, you know, maybe it's not there when they expected, or somebody is, over here at retail is promising something and doesn't relay that to the, uh, the warehouse who's, going to be the ones getting the work done and right. then you have an angry customer and guess what? It's easier to blame this, uh, this entity of the warehouse that is not yeah. seen and not heard from just to save your own ass. And that's what, ha that's what was happening for a while. And instead of saying, I'm going to take the responsibility on this, you know, it's, Oh, well the, the warehouse didn't get it done. I'm yeah. sorry. It's like, well, no, the warehouse is fam's printing. The warehouse are, is yes. what we do. This is part of the team. So if they didn't get it done, then retail didn't get it done. And if the warehouse didn't know it was supposed to be done, shame on us for not taking that extra step to, to ensure that and follow through. So we had a lot of blame game going on yep. where it's like, hold on, we're a team. It's nobody's fault. Somebody dropped the ball. 
Let's find a way to get it done. And it's that whole, you know, under promise over deliver, you know, right. don't tell the customer it's going to be done Tuesday. Right. If you know, it's not going to print until Thursday, we've got a schedule there. It's exactly. very clear. We do everything we can to give the most information to all of the staff to know when things are due and when they're supposed to be done. And if you're not, uh, if you're not taking the responsibility yourself, you make it look like your company is just dysfunctional. Right. And nobody at the bottom line is the customer doesn't care who messed up that you might think that they do. And it might be an easy way out for you to say, oh, this other person messed up. The customer doesn't care. They, all they're going to tell people is that they're not going to say, oh, Phil from FAMS printing messed something. They're going to tell you FAMS printing messed up my order. Exactly. And those Google reviews are, uh, you know, they're, they're not calling out people specifically. It's, 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 right. it's, it's a great on the company, not a great on the employee. And you know, that's when you kind of got to rein everybody in and start talking to them about what the expectations are. You know, if there's somebody who needs something done and we can't do it, don't tell them that we can, you know, and that's, yeah. that's what happens a lot is that we, we want everybody to, you know, be a satisfied customer. So I think we just tend to say yes. And then you right. end up creating a bigger problem than you previously had of not getting the order done because now they feel like you're not being honest. Now they feel like you don't know what's going on. So it avoids so many problems if you're just upfront with people in the beginning and give them an honest answer and don't make a promise that you can't keep. Even right. if that means losing a customer, if they have to go somewhere else because another company can get the job done, every business is specific, is, is different. You know, they're production schedule is not our production schedule. So we have to take into account the things that we have going on in that current work week or two weeks or however it's done. I had somebody come in on Tuesday. They wanted shirts for Friday. Could we have gotten it done? Yes. But at what expense? Right. At the stress level of my employees at the warehouse, now that they have to drop their current workload and work on something new. Yes, it can get done, but at the expense of somebody else's order that placed it and it's a trade-off. Yeah, for sure. And that's another thing you have to keep in mind is that sometimes customers, even though it is very hard to do this, to tell somebody to go elsewhere, but sometimes customers may be a better fit for another print shop. Maybe we can't meet their needs as well as somebody else can. That's that's 100% correct because it just gets down to it where, you know, and, and we want, and this is, you know, this is leading into number four and five, yeah. definitely, as far as some of the lessons that we learned. Um, so it, it's, it's, let's just jump into the next one because it's yep. the whole under promise over deliver as a mantra for your company, you know, right. Don't say that you can get something done or that the customer's expectation is not going to match up with that final product is you have to be open and honest from the get go in any business or any operation that you're doing, because at the end of the day, that results in a satisfied customer. If you're promising them the world and then coming up short, you're, you're, you're event. This is, this is eventually going to hurt you in the long run. You can for fake sure. it for a while, but it'll eventually catch up to you. And I know that, uh, I've, I've had this issue 
you know, plenty of times where my eyes are a little bit bigger than my stomach, where I think I can get this done. I'll get this done. I'll, I'll call you guys over here. Yeah, it'll be done tomorrow. And then I don't get to it. I know. And it would be much easier for me to say, you know what? I'm going to give you a couple extra days. But I, And I know it's hard to do that because you want to get X, Y, Z done, but try to be honest with yourself about what you can get done. Yeah, because it's not just what, you know, what we can get done for the customer. It's it's like, you know, even as an employee, if, if you think that you're being overloaded, you got to speak up because- right it's eventually going to catch up to you. If you're going to tell your boss, yeah, sure, no problem. I can get this done by this time. And you keep falling short on your reports or your uh, your your task at hand, you're going to be exposed sooner or later. Right, you're going to exactly. say you're not meeting your deadlines. And yep. that's not what people want to see. They want to see an efficient, uh, consistent workflow. Tell me it's going to take a week. Even if you think it's going to take three days, tell me it'll take a week. Cause then right. guess what? When you come in at five days, I'm happy. Right. Exactly. Because it's it, now you're still under, it, it took you uh, a little bit longer than you thought in your head, but yeah. still less than what I was expecting. So be honest with yourself, not just with right. your employees, not just with your, your, uh, your, your higher ups, be honest with yourself, know what you can accomplish in any day. Um, because you know that there's always things that come up that are unforeseen. You have to plan for the worst is basically what it is. You have to say, okay, so I know X, Y, and Z can come up during the day. So plan for that to happen. And if it doesn't, then great. And customers, they're, again, they're very, normally when I've dealt with them, I haven't dealt with customers in a long time now, but uh, they usually were very understanding about giving them a realistic timeline. As long as you're honest with them. Exactly. They're understanding as long as you're honest. If you have to come back and you keep coming up short, it's it's just frustrating for them and it causes more headache on your customer service team. Right. You're spending more time with these phone calls. And we always said the the orders that always caused the most issues were the ones that we knew we shouldn't have touched from the beginning. Right, exactly. It's the ones that were the small piece orders or you're doing a favor and you think the timeline's gonna work out, but the big stuff gets in the way and all of a sudden these guys are pushed to the back burner and now they're not happy. And I've had that happen yeah. countless times. So now we've, we've made more of an effort to just be upfront and say, well, you know what? I'm sorry, this isn't a good fit, which brings us into number five. Don't try and be everything to everyone. You have to specialize. You have to find your niche. Yes, we print t-shirts, but do we print one or two t-shirts well? No. Why? The screen printing process does not lend itself to smaller um, run orders. There's other options out there for, you know, direct to garment, people who are doing transfers. There are better options out there outside of the screen printing, but people just see you print t-shirts. They assume it's, right. it can be as few as one or two or as many as a thousand, you know, which for, sure. which, which for a long time we were doing. So there's also that familiarity with, um, with us as being the yeah. go-to for any order, big or small. So we've kind of had to change gears and say, you know, and it's not just a, it's, it's not just a, a matter of, we don't want to do it. Right. If we had the time and the staff and the resources and the equipment for it, sure, we'll do anything, but it's not lending itself to our specific process. So we have to, we have to change course a little bit. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Those one and two order jobs, we used to take a lot of them and 
I love doing them. I would rather do those one and two shirt jobs personally um, all day. It was fun. You get to kind of mess around with artwork. You it's, see different designs. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of fun, but it doesn't make money. I mean, for me, one shirt could legitimately take me 45 minutes to do. Right. One shirt. I In 45 minutes on the printing press, I can print 100 shirts. Right. I mean, it's just, it doesn't work out that way. See, and that's the that's the opportunity loss too. So you're, you're saying that, you know, to do one shirt, we're going to have to forego a hundred shirts. shirts. So, and when our schedule is, is, is packed to the brim, if we were to do that, nothing would ever get out the door. So we're trying to be open and honest with a customer saying, well, you know what? We don't think this is the best um, route for you necessarily. So I recommend looking for a direct to garment printer. DTG is a great process for people right. who just want one or two shirts and companies that offer that uh, can really find their own niche too, and really have a good customer base. And, you know, I'm open to, if there's anybody out there that we can refer customers to, cause I don't know yep. anybody that we can refer customers to for that. I would love to send them your way. Um, and just form a relationship there because it's not something that we have, have any plans on implementing into our services. Um, just because of the cost of the resources and the staffing for it. But I think, there is, um, there's definitely a demand for it, but it just doesn't fit into what we want to be as a t-shirt company. So we have to know in our mind, the kind of company we want to be and what it is we want to do long-term. And if it doesn't make sense to get the, to get there, and this will kind of be, this might be a good segue into the next show. Cause I think maybe we should talk about that hedgehog concept a little bit. That's a little for teaser sure. there yep. for people. Um, that really plays into the hedgehog concept, just knowing your niche. And we can get into that a little bit in depth on one of the future episodes here. So kind of bookmark that. Um, be yourself as a business. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, right. it's 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 your own distinct personality. It's who you want to be. And it's what you know, day in, day out is going to make you the most successful company and the strongest company that you can be. For sure, yeah. And I think that, that it all ties into just, again, being honest with yourself, with your customers, everybody that kind of all wraps it up because if you if you're honest a customer may very well be just as happy with you if you give them a good recommendation for another company that's then huge. if you do a good job that's huge is giving them an option and, and that's what that's where like it's like nails on the chalkboard for me when when i hear somebody out on the floor and the you know the answer that somebody at customer service gives is like no i'm sorry we don't do that okay don't just out. say that, help them out, give right. them a backup option. So say, I don't know, but try this. You're not sending them to, you know, you're not hurting yourself by losing that customer. You're hurting yourself by the way you interact with that customer. So right. maybe they don't come back for another two piece order, but maybe when they need a big order, they'll remember that, Hey, screen printing is perfect for that. I'm going to go down to fams. I want to put it on a Primo t-shirt. This is perfect. I love for my sure. order. Thanks for, oh, that that recommendation you gave worked out great for the last one. People just want to know that you're knowledgeable in your industry. And, yeah, and they, they want to feel trusted. They want to feel like you're making your best effort to um, help them get the answer if you can't provide the services that they obviously were under the impression that you did. 
Right, exactly. And I, I think that about wraps it up with that. You're, I mean, it's very, I've done that over the years where I've given customers good recommendations and they do, they come back to you because they're just, like you said, they want knowledge. That's what they want. They don't care if, if you send them to the other company, it doesn't mean they're not going to come back and you have to just trust your business and yourself that they will come back to you. Right, right. So, so I, I want to hear, you know, cause those are just some of the lessons we learned, um, you know, as a business, but there's a lot of other good information out there. So if anybody who's listening wants to, um, uh, send us a tweet or, um, contact us via email, uh, primo at famsprinting.com, uh, follow us on Twitter at primo tees, uh, we're on Instagram at primo USA you guys reach out to us, let us know what are some of the lessons you learned. And, and sometimes you learn it the hard way, but it, it makes you stronger in the long run. So, you know, let us know. We want to know because it's not just us. We, we can't be the only ones with, uh, with struggles here and lessons learned from business. I mean, it's like a, it's, it, it's like its own, uh, course in life here. Yeah. We're all here to help each other. Um, I'm at Primo Phil on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, shoot us a message, drop us a line. We want to know, we want to hear from you guys. All right. That's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Thanks for listening guys. That was the Primo podcast, uh, where content is King and the struggle is real. 